This should do it. This should do it. Here we go. Yep. There we go. <laughs> From the top. Hello. Welcome. Well, I think I sang a song first, but that's lost to history now. Uh, hello. Welcome to <laughs> Point Radio Podcast here on the Point Network Discord server. Hey, it's August, April, August, April, April, April 23rd. <laughs> and we're doing a project brief on Move Rapper. Did I say project beef? Well, yeah, I guess you can for this one. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So you can um, join us every other Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Book Never Discord server or on the YouTube or on the Twitter. Now we're all caught up. Hell, yeah. And we can get straight to the beverage. Please. I'm going to Arizona again, Jeringo. <laughs> Ice tea? Yeah, I got another Arizona iced tea with me today. It's a blueberry white tea, but uh, I don't know if you can see it on the stream. It's not very white. It's very tea colored. Um, so, um, yeah, blueberry white tea from Arizona. Um, it's made in Germany, though, um, which is interesting. <laughs> All right. That is uh, a little weird. Yep, it is described as a refreshing drink with white tea extract and blueberries. So there might not actually be any white tea in here. Um, yeah, it's white tea extract, which makes up 0.06% of this drink. So this is not tea. <laughs> this, is, this is far from tea. It's just water and sugar, I think. Um a decent amount of sugar, not too much. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that went down the wrong way. <laughs> um, but you'd give it a 10 out of 10, right? Oh, um... I probably wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10 because if it was a 10 out of 10, it would be mostly tea. But uh, this is not tea. This is far from tea. It's honey, sugar, pear juice, blueberry juice, citric acid. Um, and yeah, like only probably about that much of it is tea from, from the percentage sounds of it. But it tastes quite good. So I'm going to give it a six because, um, honestly, I think the product's just kind of lying to me. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we'll just head straight into the project brief then. <clears throat> oh, quick news. Uh, the Sisler Cyber Academy is expanding its partnership with World Community Grid. This is really neat. High school getting involved with distributed computing. Uh, there is a nice story. There's, there's a story behind this relationship. I would recommend y'all go give it a read on worldcommunitygrid.org. Uh, it's been going on since 2015. Uh, there's a bit of tragedy in it, but uh, it is nice to see the, uh, the the partnership between a fairly large, if not the largest Boeing project in high school, um, getting computation done and using it as an educational tool. Really neat. That's awesome. Hopefully we can see more um, uh, schools, even educational institutions like universities pick it up as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. We need a boink club to go into universities. <laughs> um, there was, there's a couple other news items coming out of WANLESS. A 12 digit factor of P2203 has been found. How many times has it been found, you ask? 409,945 times. Still no clue what that means. Uh, also, before we get into the project brief, there is something coming out of Einstein at home. Uh, the results from uh, the All Sky Search for Continuous Gravitational Waves and Public Data from LIGO's third observing run have been published on the Archive Preprint server. Uh, the paper is called Deep Einstein at Home All Sky Search for Continuous Gravitational Waves in LIGO 03 Public Data. Uh, it's under peer review in the Astrophysical Journal. Uh, basically, they just look for gravitational waves in the public LIGO data, which is really neat. Taking an open data set, using our computers to find some space stuff. Yep, and it is, as they described, the most sensitive all-sky search uh, in this range. So congrats on Einstein at home for that. And they did say they did not reveal any gravitational wave signal, but you know what? Negative results are good results. Uh, they did pick here. up the fake signals, though. They did? <laughs> yeah, uh, LIGO team adds fake continuous gravitational wave signals to the data for validation purposes. Ah. The signal parameters are known in its search range for the search accurately recovers the fake signals. So <clears throat> that guy who goes up and down the LIGO arms and kicks the detectors is doing a great job. <laughs> That's really funny. All right, any more news? Uh, that, I think, is it. I'm double checking. There was a Mega Prime found with SR base, base R532. And Prime Grid uh, is doing something I don't know what it means. It says 30 day warning for primordial and factorial shutting down on PRP net. This was from April 15th. If you know what that means. Yeah, I think PRPNet is a very old project, yeah. They're closing it down. All right, we good to go on? We are good to go. All right, welcome to another project brief. If you don't know what the project brief is, here on the Boink Radio, I usually do them every now and then where we go in and we discuss a project in simple terms, uh, what it does, what's its science do, how does it impact you, how can you crunch it, what are some tips, stuff like that. <clears throat> Please leave all questions to the end where we can have a little discussion. And if you have any questions as we go along through this project brief, feel free to chuck them in the chat and I'll address them at the end. Uh, now, as usual, <laughs> my project brief question for you, Jay Ringo, is what's your favorite animal? Uh, I'm on a capybara kick right now. Oh, uh, you can't. I muted myself on Discord. Yep, I'm sorry. On a, <laughs> I'm on a capybara kick. Yeah, you, uh, so you like the capybaras, do you? Yeah, for now. I mean, they're cute. I'm going to eventually find a video where they like eat something that is cute. And I don't like them anymore, but for now, they're just super fun. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, 
my one is probably the funnel web spider <laughs> which we find That's a lot fun. of them here in australia <laughs> yeah their their venom is probably one of the most potent among um arachnids and if you get bitten by one you probably need you need to get to a hospital within the next like couple hours otherwise that you'll probably die if you get bitten <laughs> by one <laughs> um yeah, so the reason why we're talking about animals is because we're going to be talking about Moo Rapper. <laughs> uh, so Moo Rapper was established in around 2011. It's not run by a university. It's run pretty much just for fun and just out of interest. Um, and as the name suggests, it wraps around something. So uh, this, this point project, Moo Rapper, actually wraps around distributed.net. Now, um, why is it called Moo Rapper? I couldn't find anything <laughs> on that exactly. Um, if someone else knows a bit of the history, uh, feel free to chuck it in the chat or leave a comment because it would be kind of interesting to know where they actually got the name from. Um, but yeah, so Moo Rapper does not have or deliver any unique uh, project, but in fact, it actually wraps around existing ones, which is quite interesting. And there are a couple other Boink projects that actually do that. Um, now, you might be thinking if you're a seasoned Boink cruncher, uh, that, okay, it wraps around distributed.net, but YoYo at Home already does that. True, that's fine. Um, but uh, why can't we have two? <laughs> Um, so they did mention that, oh yeah, uh, Yo-Yo at Home wraps around the OGR project, but, um, and so they said, okay, we'll let Yo-Yo at Home do that. And then we'll focus on the RC5 project. So if you're crunching MooRapper, you'll be crunching distributed.net's RC5 encryption search. But for those of you that don't know about distributed.net, it is probably one of the first distributed computing projects that came out. It's among the first um, to basically just start up. Pretty sure that distributed net is uh, before Boink's time even, before SETI at home as well, I think. Um, so it's really, really old. And it started out, I think, doing basically that, the RC5 um, encryption project, which we're gonna talk about a little bit later. <clears throat> Uh, and it does a lot of math and cryptography studies. So uh, some of the other projects that distributed.net does is the OGR project, which is currently in kind of like a limbo of, we don't know whether it's going to start up or not and move on to the next uh, OGR. But for those that don't know what an OGR is, it's an optimal golem ruler. Um, it's one of my personal favorite projects. Uh, and it's basically just a set of numbers where if you add any two numbers together, you can't get any other number in the set, um, which basically means that the distances between each number are all different and are all unique, <clears throat> which is a pretty handy thing to have. <laughs> um, I wonder if I can get a uh, Golem ruler off of uh, eBay. I'll, I'll see. I'll bring it in next time if I find one. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they've also done other things. Uh, there were some projects I know that they've done in the past which have completed and have moved on, but the one thing that is constantly going on throughout distributed.net is the RC5 project. <clears throat> now, 
RC5 is uh, an encryption algorithm that people are trying to crack and brute force to try and break modern encryption standards. I think it goes to show that the fact that it's lasted this long being like hit by computers brute forcing it is a good testament to its security, um, considering it hasn't been cracked through other means because cryptographical algorithms can be cracked not only through brute force, but they can also be cracked just purely through mathematics. Some people might find a way to increase the probability of getting a particular I don't know, pair of encryption keys or um, make it easier or more efficient to crack or brute force. So um, cracking an encryption algorithm isn't just brute forcing, <clears throat> but distribute.net is going to brute force it. Uh, and it's been going for a while now, and there have been some prizes behind it too. Um, I'm pretty sure that like the American security something or other for cryptography, I don't know, you, have, you guys have an agency over there for something. Um, and they actually put a prize behind trying to crack the algorithm and no one was able to crack it. So, um, yeah, it just, uh, goes to show that the security security is there. Um, yeah. And so the rationale behind it is if we keep throwing computer power behind this and keep trying to crack it, we'll make sure that the, uh, security, uh, of our, of our systems, of what we use in everyday browsing of the internet, um, servers, uh, software, we'll make sure that this this uh, encryption algorithm is secure, and as a result, all of our programs are secure. And it'll constantly require them to improve the security algorithms and the encryption algorithms. <clears throat> so. Um, some people might think that going through distributor.net is kind of a waste of time because it doesn't provide any scientific value. Uh, but in the end, it does provide some value. Whether you yourself find that valuable is a, is a different story. And you're more than welcome to browse all the different point projects to find what you find valuable. <clears throat> but let's stop talking about distributor.net. Let's actually talk about Moo Wrapper. <laughs> so... Distributed.net, sorry, Moo Wrapper wraps around distributed.net using Boink. Now, this makes it so much easier to actually interact with distributed.net because the way that you do it is you have to, I think, download like their binary and then you have to like set up your account and then you got to provide like input credentials to the executable and then it gets really messy and yeah, it's it's just a bit of a pain to kind of get distributed.net uh, running. Um, and then I'm pretty sure their stats pages are kind of a bit lacking compared to Boink. So if you want to be able to track your progress on distributed.net, I think um, you'd much rather want to go to Boink. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, the one, one thing about it is that it, it just makes it basically one uh, almost one click. So you just got to sign up to your account on MooRapper request some tasks, and there you go. You're crunching distributed.net. <clears throat> now, the only difference is um, I'm pretty sure that with distributed.net, your contributions will appear as MooRapper, not your own contributions. But in Boink, it will appear as your own contributions. Okay? So you can crunch distributed.net and get those sweet, sweet Boink credits that you've always been craving. Um and yeah, it's basically um, 
makes the whole experience so much easier. <clears throat> Why do these projects kind of pop up to wrap around something? <clears throat> well, it's a couple of things, really. Uh, first of all, it's the novelty of it. So some people are really passionate about distributed.net or doing these kind of projects that are on different platforms but they want to bring it into Boink so that they can show off on their profile that they have X amount of credits <laughs> crunching this thing here and also X amount of cred uh, credits crunching World Community Good and also X amount of credits crunching Einstein at home. People want to have bragging rights. Uh, <laughs> so that's one reason why people usually wrap uh, software. Um, and also... Another reason why people wrap software is because maybe they want to access the pool of crunches that Boint provides. So <clears throat> let's say that, um, uh, I don't know, the, take Dreamlabs, for example. For those of you that don't know Dreamlabs, it's, it's another distributed computing project, but it only runs on um, iOS devices, I think. All right, let's say hypothetically, Dreamlabs also does Android tasks as well. Um, now, where, uh, with that, what we can do is we can probably wrap around the Dreamlabs Android package and package it into a Boint project. Okay, and then with that, you can connect your phones up with Boint to run the Dreamlabs stuff without having to get an account with Dreamlabs. <clears throat> and uh, instead, all you need is just a Boint account. So um, it just makes the flow just kind of easier and also expands the amount of crunches that a particular project can get. Because on its own, Dreamlabs might not get that many people crunching on, on their platform. So by hopping onto Boink, they get access to a whole, whole load more people. Um, yeah, so those are the reasons that you uh, projects might want to wrap other, other projects. Um, yeah, uh, so that is pretty much all that uh, we have to talk about, really, with MooRapper. There's um, <clears throat> most of the beef is in distributed.net. MooRapper is just there to um, to moo <laughs> and and rap. Um, so yeah, uh, if you have any questions, uh, now's the time. Uh, MooRapper runs on uh, CPU, Android, and GPU, and it runs on Windows, Mac, and Linux, and it's still running, and it has a decent amount of tasks to set. <clears throat> Neat. Any questions, Jeringo? Uh, no questions. I will say, though, I was listening to a uh, smart person talk the other day, and I made a comment about how math is everything and everything is math okay oh yeah you're right so anyone who should send math projects probably just reevaluate how they're viewing <laughs> no no none of the science that we that we do can be done without someone writing it down in first book mm. absolutely um and just like to to exemplify that Pretty much uh, like almost all of Boint projects, or at least the ones that are kind of driven by creating a scientific paper, have a lot of maths that go into it. Um, I can only assume that the new black holes at 
a home project is going to have like probably a huge amount of math that goes into it because they're basically recreating the software that um, basically simulates black holes. Like it's crazy the amount of math that is going to go through that. And all these projects are built upon maths. And yes, some people might say, oh, but crunching primes doesn't get us anywhere. Well, who knows? Maybe getting that like four million digit prime is going to allow us to find some sort of new math that we've never discovered before and then use that to, I don't know, like uh, improve upon quantum computers or some, something like that. So um, if you believe that math point projects aren't worthwhile, don't provide anything, fair enough. Stay that way. Um, crunch what you'd like to crunch because that's what Boink is all about. Um, and all we're saying here is, look, don't discount the math projects. They're fun. They're cool. Um, they have some interesting technologies and they're backed by science. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, do we have any questions in the chat? <clears throat> Does not look like it. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, and uh, for those wondering, I did not use ChatGPT to write this script. You should have. Most most of it's improvised. Um, I basically just like write down like points of what I need to say. Like uh, I have a point that says, "Jay Ringo, what's your favorite animal?" <laughs> Build a capybara. Yeah. All right, so I guess we'll wrap it up then? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Thanks, thanks, Weber, for um, for cheering us on in the chat. <laughs> All right. Cool. Give us the outro, Jeringo. I, I suppose we'll see you all in two Fridays then. Hell yeah. Right. See you then. That's the outro. Bye.